I'm not going to lie. This has probably been one of the most difficult shows to get out there. And, you know, for people that have noticed, I've not put one out here in a couple of days, or actually in a couple of weeks. And it's not because I don't miss you guys. And I, I love the feedback I'm getting. You know, it's just been chaotic. It's been busy. And there's just been so much travel and preparation and things I've had to do. And then, you know, just the past couple of days, fatigue has set in. You know, so this show is dedicated, you know, to probably... <laughs> One of the people I didn't think I'd dedicate a show to, and, and I love Jeff Turnmeyer. Jeff, this show's dedicated to you because where my ass was dragging and fatigue set in and everything that was going on. And then you reached out to me today and said, hey, I haven't heard from you and, uh, you know, need to hear one of your shows because him taking a crap just wasn't the same if you couldn't hear me. So, Jeff, this show is dedicated to you. And for everybody that has been... You know, sending the emails, sending in the comments, thank you very much. But, you know, Jeff was the best man at my wedding. We've known each other since I came to East Tennessee in, God, 2014, 2015. Uh, he stood with me uh, when Rhonda and I got married. And he put up with my shit on the site. You know, he's, he's one of the best safety people in the industry. You know, if, you, if you've never met him, you know, you just really don't know what a good friend's like. And it's been years since I've talked to him. And that's what good friends do, right? Yeah, you can not speak to him. You don't reach out to him and nothing. And then when one of us fucks up, you reach out and say, hey, what are you doing? You got people waiting on you. You got people that you're responsible for. Get off your ass and fix it. Jeff, wherever you're at right now, I know you called me on your way to Nashville. So hopefully this gets you on down the road. So now that I've kind of introduced you to Jeff Termeyer. Get on LinkedIn, get on Facebook, look him up, and thank him for getting me off my ass and back in front of the mic. But while you're doing that, you know, let's think about something. How many of you watch TikTok? Now, I know my wife loves it. She's very engaged with a lot of the crafting. So I got into it. You know, not that there's a lot of safety stuff, but where I was a a flight medic in the army did a lot of flying. I follow a lot of stuff, but they got an algorithm that pops up and says, Hey, uh, some dirty old man's watching you or something to that effect. Because I keep getting these videos about using your phone to communicate better with your spouse, not always verbally. You know, it's like how to send text or sexting. I think that's the actual term is sexting, but how to get more engaged with your spouse when you're traveling. And it, this was kind of generated towards you know, veterans and active military and construction people who are away from home. And one of the things that you lose is that bit of intimacy. So I was in North Carolina. I mean, I have been traveling quite frequently later. And I'm in the hotel. The wife's here in Tennessee. And I'm thinking, I ought to send my wife one of these naughty pictures. You know, just to engage and let her know. I was thinking specifically about her. So I set the scene, and I'm trying to think. I'd not seen anything on TikTok. They were just talking about, you know, these funny interactions and comments and messages that spouses were sending back and forth. Hey, what are you doing while well, I'm here with my boyfriend? Which one? Uh, the one that's not you. You know, and just jibing at each other. So I kicked back, you know, and I started snapping the pictures, and I sent it to the wife, and I was like, hey, I'm thinking about you. The one thing. 
the one thing I'm grateful for is that if you have an iPhone, you probably can on a Samsung too, is if you use two to three fingers, you can zoom in. So you don't get asked questions from your wife like, honey, what is that? What'd you just send me? And then when you say, uh, that's the thermometer showing you how hot I am from you. Instead of hearing, well, you know, baby, those do come in an adult size. Son of a bitch. Damn TikTok people should have explained that thing to me. So here in a moment, when we get back, we're going to talk about naughty or nice. You know, that's, that's a big thing today. Believe it or not, a lot of you see a lot of videos, both TikTok, or you see images on Instagram, things where I'm posting stuff about safety or just humorous bullshit that I'm coming up with about naughty and nice guys. And, you know, back in the day, you always heard how the girls liked the bad boys. You know, the ones that would say, hey, get your ass up here, make me a sandwich. Why are you coming at me with that knife? It's covered in mayonnaise. Put it down. And then they start crying. So as you start listening to the show, some of the things you might want to consider is, is my relationship better because I'm naughty or is it because I'm nice? And we'll get back to that in just a moment. Stop turning that damn dial. We found him. This show is dedicated to the 750,000 fans and listeners spanning from the islands of Hawaii to the trailer parks of North Carolina and over to the whorehouses scattered throughout Europe. <laughs> Zip it. I wasn't finished. Of other shows and podcasts. Not my problem, people. You wanted an intellectual show that worked the brain like mental Viagra, getting old gracefully, and having a sex life like a rock star? Well, then keep your fingers crossed, because you're now listening to Alan Wooford on Diary of a Bald Man. This follically challenged air thief and borderline coffeeholic will educate and inform you about non-penetrating, UFO abductions, developing the perfect chicken and dumplings, and how to live life at the speed of dark. Makes you wish you were hard of hearing, doesn't it? And here he is, with a voice that has you yearning to hear nails being dragged across a chalkboard, Alan Wooford. So while we're going into the show, one of the things I want you to consider, all right, and, and thank you for coming back, but I want you to consider this. I, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a sociologist or sociologist. I, I, I'm not an ologist of any kind. The information I'm sharing is my personal feelings, insight, and the way I see things based off of information I've read, uh, conversations I've had with people in various industries, and things that I personally experience. So when you're listening, I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life. I'm telling you how I'm living my life. It's my diary, but how I see things. So it's not to offend. It's not to 
change your views or your values. It's what I see to be beneficial to everyone involved. So as I was saying, it's been, you know, it's been a chaotic week. I had to, actually a couple of weeks, I've had to re-record this show, I kid you not, like seven times. I was so tired after getting in or being engaged or preparing for clients or audits and getting out in the field that I just, I could not come up with a format that I was happy with, you know, and, and when you're going to get a message across, it helps if you're kind of like clear and cognizant. So people aren't going, you know, what the hell are, are you talking about, Alan? It also helps. I found this out the easy way. Uh, if you don't try to take allergy medicine, you know, an hour before you start recording, you don't get drowsy, you know, especially if you're not chasing it with half a bottle of 19 crimes to deal with the headache you've got because your sinuses. Yeah, allergies, this is a bad time. And if any of you are engaged in safety, this is one of the things you need to be looking at on your job sites, right? The pollen count getting so high, people taking, you know, all types of allergy medication, sinus sprays, because some places are still, you know, due to the proximity of workers, fear of transmitting illnesses, they're still wearing masks. So they're already jammed up you know, from the Jolly Green Giant just spraying everything down outside. And that's got them clogged up. Now they've got face coverings on because they're trying to, you know, empower their fellow safeties or uh, co-workers or people that they ride with uh, and feeling safe that they're not coughing, snotting and stuff due to some illness. Uh, you know, so it, it's been difficult. You want to keep an eye out for them. You want to make sure that they're good to go before they're driving any equipment or getting out in the field and doing these things. So let me ask you this. When you think of Naughty and Nice, you know, getting back into the show, if your wife was to send you, or your husband, or your partner, however you want to look at it, something that was on the risque side, in your mind, would you think, oh, that's nice? Or would you think, oh, they're naughty, and that's even nicer? Yeah, trust me, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, you know, one of the things I thought that most people considered was that, you know, when somebody's naughty, when somebody's bad, they're seeking attention, all this, you know, and, and it's unfortunate. You see it on TikToks. You see it on uh, Instagram, LinkedIn. Who the fuck would have thought that some of the people, if you've not seen it, and I'm not saying it's everybody, LinkedIn, a professional social network, right? Professional. And you see a young lady or a young man, and maybe their skin exposed. I'm not talking they're topless. They're not nude. But in their message, it's like, hey, I lost so many pounds. Or uh, like with Leah, you know, she'll be going into about transitioning and things she's going on in Britain. And people will bust under her about her ink. Or that she may have some cleavage showing. And it's like, that's your focal point. Not the message that they're putting out that you see 7,400, whatever, whatever the numbers are, people are like, hey, thank you for the message. Thank you for your positivity. Thank you for this. Someone's like, LinkedIn is not for you to be throwing your milk makers out. LinkedIn is not for you to be showing and posting, you know, images about uh, you doing this or you doing that with your family. You know what? You guys need to shut the fuck up. LinkedIn is a social platform. There are two sides to every coin, right? So when you're thinking about this and you're like, oh no, this, this is genuinely set up for that, 
then you're full of shit. If you only want to see one side of that individual that is professional and nice, then you only want to know a part of that person. There are differing sides. People are sarcastic. People are perceived to be funny, uh, gregarious, beautiful, ugly. There, there's so many different things. If you take that quarter, let's say the head's the professional side, right? And you flip it and determine, because I do this. Yeah, if you guys are listening, when I make a hard decision, it may sound a little awkward, but I have faith, right? So I'll say, heads, I'm going to do this, tails, I'm going to do that. And I flip it and I stick to it. I don't change because that's what I'm going to do. That's the action I'm going to take based off of here are my two choices, you know, and you don't want to just say, I'm going to do this. It's easy. I'm going to do this because it's, you know, cheaper. You say, I'm going to do it this way or this way, and that's it. You can't do that with people. Stand that coin on the edge and spin it, you know. Put your finger on top, take your finger, spin it. Get that whole evolution where you're seeing the face and the tail. I do that for my wife. I, I love talking to her. I love to, you know, look at her face to face. And when she walks away, you're damn right I'm looking. She's got a great ass. I'm always staring at that bad boy. But... You know, it, it's not because it's a sexual thing. It's not because, you know, of a perceived uh, sexual thing. I love watching my wife because when she walks away, and I've told her this for years. I used to say when I first met her, you have a pissy walk. To me, it was very determined, very head straight, spine straight. She just looked like she could take on the world. And I enjoyed walking her walk away. The great ass helps, but I just love that perception that I have of her is that's a little badass going away from me. So stop with your bullshit and trying to be a hateful little bastard on social media and busting people because it doesn't fit into your binder. Because you're being a nice guy. Now it sounds odd, but you're being nice and saying, oh, no, 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 let's keep this in a professional setting. Save that for Facebook. Do you know how many professional groups are on Facebook and it has group settings and things like that? And, you know, they'll say, hey, keep politics out of here. Keep religion out of here. This is about this industry. This is about this specific trade and stuff. You know, and that's why people like going to the construction rooms. I'm just giving you an example. They'll cuss each other. They leave their shit at the gate. They talk about things that have happened. They talk about how management will walk through the site you know, wearing dickies and things like that. And it makes them stand out. And so that's a good visual cue. Hey, this is an engineer, somebody important. I may need to discuss this, you know, P&ID with them. I may need to do this. But because they're on a construction site, they give them a little bit of, I'm not going to say accolades, but they give them a little bit of attention saying it's got to be somebody important. Maybe it's the owner, the GC, something like that. And this is all coming together, but you know, when you think about how we look at people, you know, we think of them in a naughty context or a hateful context or a good context or they're on the way based on what we think is right. So what I thought I was doing right was completely fucked. So here I am. I think I'm a nice guy. And I truly mean this when I say I was completely fucked. I read a book by Dr. Robert Glover. If you've never read it, you know, this is one of the things you have to consider. Um, there's a lot of information out there, but 
Is it the information that you only accept because it fits into your idea of the right genre and stuff? But I'm always reading. I mean, I've got all kinds of books that would just blow you away. Spy First, a Spy by Ronald Kessler. I've got The Devil's Chessboard by David Talbot. Good Boss, Bad Bias by Dr. Robert Sutton. But this one book caught my eye, and it was called The No More Mr. Nice Guy. And again, it's by Dr. Robert Glover. So in this book, I'm thinking... Why no more Mr. Nice Guy? You see on some of these social medias, you know, where people are like, oh, I want me a nice guy. I want this. I want that. And I thought it was such, I thought it was such a strange title. It actually caught my eye. So what Dr. Glover does is he goes through and he, you know, he goes and he interviews and he discusses the activities and the information with various clients that he's working with, various patients and stuff. And it, it was unsettling. Because some of the nice guy stuff you would think was nice was complete bullshit. It was a tool of manipulation. And to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, I did this myself. I thought I was a fucking nice guy because of certain things I did. So let me go back and build up to it to explain. So prior to meeting my wife, Rhonda, you know, I was traveling all the time. I was a contractor. Um, I had a previous relationship in which it was toxic because where I was having to provide and put out, but with, you know, very limited items or, uh, attention or effort coming back in my direction. So that, you know, I recognize the trends that made that individual. I am myself toxic, not all her, you know, part of it was me too. The efforts being displaced or misplaced and things not really going in the good direction. So me being me, when I was out in the field, whether, you know, I was in Alaska and I was living in the barracks, I was in various hotels while I was traveling around the United States, uh, the barracks out on Wake Island, I was very self-sustaining. My father raised me in a manner where I could do my own clothing. You know, I, I took care of my siblings. And as you've heard in other podcasts, laundry is one of those things because I focus on it and it helps me reduce stress. I kept the house clean. I'd been in the military, you know, so I know how to clean. I had numerous siblings. So all of us kids took effort and took time and we had chores and we kept the house clean. We had a shit ton of us. So these are things I'd already done for myself. Think of all the, the single people that you know, right? When you go to their houses, they do their own laundry. They do their own cleaning unless, you know, their mom stops by every week or they hire a maid. And we've done that. We've had a maid come in because we're our challenging schedules and just so much going on. They would just do some deep cleaning for us like once a month, you know, and then we'd do other stuff. But I knew how to take care of myself. So when I got into the relationship with my wife, one of the things I did was to maintain what I did. I got up and I made the bed. I waited until she got out of it. You know, don't fucking just look at your radio like, well, you did wait, right? No, I waited. I did laundry, hers, mine, the kids. I did dishes. I cleaned the kitchen because those were my areas I had comfort in, right? Um, I cleaned the house. I cleaned up after the animals. I was cleaning cages. Didn't think anything of it because that's what I always did for myself. But here's where I got fucking stupid. And here's where the book, you know, where the doc comes in and he's like, oh, you know, doc, I do all this for my family. I do all this. There's no reciprocity. There's nothing coming back that has the same volume or the same, you know, efforts that I put in. 
I go to church. I do this. I do that. I do all these things for my family. Well, fuck yeah. You know, in a family, you have combined efforts. You have combined duties, responsibilities, you know. But one of the things we were doing was to say when the spouse would get mad, well, you know what? I do this. I do that. What do you do? You sit around eating bonbons. You're on the TV. You're playing this. You're playing that. And they have to remind you, well, honey, and my wife had to remind me, you know, honey, we do this. We do that. You're the one that took this over. You're the one that wanted to do it. And I really did. I was using what I was doing as a reason to be mad or to reciprocate in an argument was something I thought was a valid point that I set up myself. You know, it, it's amazing how we can justify actions and activities, you know, using things that we've always done uh, and say, hey, I did this for you. I did that for uh, your family. I did this to help out, and you're not reciprocating by giving me sex or admiration or accolades. Well, why the fuck would they? What are you supposed to do? It'd be different if you went out of your way. You know, I, I love some of the videos on TikTok where you see these construction guys or these guys that, you know, are, are working extended shifts and stuff, and they want to surprise the wife. You know, so they come in, their wife is tired, her ass is dragging, she's dealing with the kids, she's dealing with work, she's trying to keep up and maintain things because, you know, back in the day, the domestic stuff was generally handled by the females. And so these guys would mop, they would take care of the kids, they'd clean the kitchen, the woman come in and was like, oh, that's hot. Go take your damn pants off. After you take a shower and brush your teeth, we're going to get nasty. And they would get tickled from that. But it was a huge effort. It was something they didn't do frequently that made something nice. And then, the, then they got naughty. One of the things, you know, like I was talking about with the LinkedIn site, these people are trying to keep a nice site or what they think is a nice site for a professional thing. But why don't they think about, you know, the same thing we said earlier about a coin, rotate that coin, get all the sides. You have to be nice. You have to be naughty. There's sometimes, I kid you not, when you read Dr. Glover's book, you know, I got to page 101. And one of the things I really liked was a title that caught me. After the breaking free activity on number 19, it said, pick one area in your life, just one, in which you routinely feel frustrated or out of control. So what is it? Your spouse does this. Your partner does that. You don't feel like you have control. But did you give that to them? Did they take it from you? You know, step back from the situation. Is the difficulty you're having with the situation the result of you trying to project the reality you want to believe onto it? That's the thing. What are you projecting? Is it something that's tangible? Is it something that's worthwhile? Is it something that's really important? Or... Are you reflecting and saying, I interpret your actions to be controlling and manipulative? Because that's what we were doing being the nice guy, right? We did the things we do. And then when we want to get paid for it or get sex or accolades, a hug, whatever, you know, are we just being total jackasses? So if you had to accept the reality of the situation, how might you change your response to it is the end of that activity. And then it goes into this. And this is what caught my eye. This is one of the focus points on the books. So 
on page 101, it says expressing feelings helps nice guys reclaim their personal power. What do I say in every show? Think about what it says. Expressing feelings helps nice guys reclaim their power. It's communication, people. How fucking hard is that to think? What makes us nice guys is we're two fucking chicken shit. And, and ladies, too. We're two fucking chicken shit. If, something, if we don't like something, we're so worried about conflict, then we don't say anything. It's like, well, honey, I'd like to do this, but every time I do, you know... You guys make these faces. You do this. What you need to say is, guess what we're doing tonight? We're going to do this. It's not your favorite thing. It's something I've been wanting to do. And as a family, we're going to do things together. Sometimes we don't enjoy it, but we got to think about others outside of ourselves. You know, and Dr. Glover put in here, nice guys are terrified of two kinds of feelings, their own and everyone else's. Any kind of intensity causes nice guys to feel out of control. What the fuck is it with everybody wanting to be in control? Right? This isn't a dominant-submissive relationship. Those do exist. But talk to some of the subs. Talk to some of the people you think that are being naughty. They sub themselves and transfer the power. Because they don't give a shit. Maybe they're a switch. Who knows? Don't ask me how I know this stuff. I told you. I watch TikTok. But think of the powerful people that you know in your life and how many times they need to step away from that. They need somebody else to make a decision just to relieve them of some of that stress, just to relieve them of some of that obligation, right? We want to develop others because we want people to come in and take over when we're dead and gone. We don't want things that we strive for to fall the wayside because no one had the balls to go in and ask, what was Alan's goal? What was his mission? Communication is key. Quit being nice. There's times for that. It's not on social media. It's not in certain groups. It's in certain environments. All right? If somebody comes up on social media, maybe it's on a LinkedIn thing that you follow, and you get like, oh my God, they keep posting this. Oh my God, I keep posting that. But half the time, people don't actually read what's being said. They'll show a picture of someone and say, hey, I just recently lost my dad. So they'll post about that. They're communicating, letting you know that. So when you see these downsides and these downturns, that's the fucking time for you to be nice and say, hey, I'm here for you, buddy. I'm going to do this. When they get outwards with others, that's when you get naughty. You say, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's focus on this. You know, women are complaining. You know, if you see somebody being rude, step in, be a dick. Hey, we appreciate her. We appreciate the message. We actually read she dresses like this at all times. We very seldom see anything inappropriate. Step the fuck back. Don't be worried about their feelings. Be worried about the presentation. Let people know you have their back. Let people know that you're defending them. There's two sides to everyone. Three sides if they, you know, uh, have some multiple personality shit going on. But, you know, getting back to what we was talking about, Sometimes you have to lose control so that when you do have it back, you realize you have all the power you need. If you can verbalize and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. I want this. We are not spending enough uh, quality time together as a family. We're not spending enough quality time as a spouse. So I'm going to go off 
and I'm going to take care of my side so I can better fulfill your needs. Are you with me or are you going to be here? And listen to them. Actually, you know, listen to what they have to say. Well, honey, you know, we, we watch TV. We're too tired to do this. No one's done anything. Okay, then let me know these things so I can fix it. True control is shared. You know, if I'm having to beat you down, like one of the dominant and subs, you know, these people are, you know, they're not what you think they are. Submissive gives that power. It's not taken from them. It is provided to their dominant. And they share with each other that control. One's giving it up for the time being, and the other one's possessing it for the amount of time necessary to support. So, when you think about today's show, it's not about Fifty Shades of Grey. It's about people that are wanting to be perceived as being naughty or nice. All of us think that we're nice. All of us will at some time say, hey, I've got a naughty side. And that's true. And there's a time and place for everything. But it is always the time to be curt and frank and honest. It is always time to forget about the emotions of another person when you have something that's important, that's viable, and that's critical for everyone's emotional, physical, and personal well-being. You know, when we look at others, we try to see, at times, ourselves and their footprints. Would we have said this or done this then? No. Would we have said or done this at this time? No. But we're judging that based off our own personal insights and our own personal thoughts. A truly nice person would support another individual when they're venting, when they're educating, when they're informing or sharing, because in their mind, it may be the time. Maybe they saw, you know, something that elevated into that thing that says, I have to speak now. I say it in every show, plan, prepare, communicate, communicate and engage. That's success. And you could be naughty and nice at the same time. You could be a nice person, say something naughty, because it's based on something factual, something you think, something you feel. And when you share that and you show both sides of that coin, no one can ever misinterpret you ever again. There's going to be times they're going to think you're a raving asshole. There's going to be times when they're going to think, wow, you're too giving. You know, I mean, there's going to be times people will interpret and it's completely opposite of what you're trying to show. You're not responsible for that. So don't worry about that. This is Alan Wolford telling you to plan, prepare, communicate, and be naughty. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Diary of a Bald Man. How do you feel? A little dizzy? Maybe a little nauseous? That was one hell of a ride, I know. It's our passion to make you feel as uncomfortable as possible we hope you've enjoyed the show we know we had a blast make sure to like rate and review the show we'll be back soon but in the meantime google alan the safety guy you'll find all the socials there connect with us or else see you next time on diary of a bald man This podcast 
has been produced by Alan Wofford for entertainment purposes only. This, or any other podcast produced by Alan, does not constitute legal, medical, marital, sexual, or professional advice. This, and any other podcast, does not reflect the opinions of his employers, clients, family, OSHAR, Facebook groupies, promotional sponsors, or baby Jesus. Any health information shared, or mentioned as an alternative, does not create any patient-physician relationship, or other professional relationship, between the audience and presenters. No person listening to any podcast from this rocket surgeon, should act, or refrain from acting, based on the content of a podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice and or counseling. Nor shall the information, be used as a substitute for professional advice and or counseling. As stated earlier, this show is for entertainment purposes, not how to lead or change your life. Do what the voices in your head tell you to do. Or what your spouse approves of. Alan Wofford, and all guests of the show, expressly disclaims. Any. And all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any or all contents of this site.